Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalized hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalized snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personalizer over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, T-Man work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. How did the Cap White men go? There's players in the pitch again. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Premier Review Tipperary GA podcast. Um, joined this week by Tumi Vera's Enda Tracy and Curtis Arsu's Sean Smith. Um, later on in the podcast, we will be talking to John O'Shea doing a divisional review for the West Division, and Dennis Kelly of the Tip Komogi team is sitting down and talking with Enda. But first of all, Sean, Tip demolished Westmead as expected last weekend. Uh, did we learn anything? Kind of, they're in last week's pod kind of previewing the game. We kind of say they wanted, as expected, going to win and win comfortably. We did, and I was kind of surprised by the team. We probably, probably was a bit stronger than we thought. You know, there was your championship full back lines there today. You know, like Barrett, Cody Marin, Heffern. You can see there, you know, Brendan Marin, the backs, and Wayne Gray as well. Like, they'll be there, there, looks like so. It was kind of as expected when we saw the team. Um, like Rob Warren getting sending off wasn't didn't help the case either then. Like but for his chances down the lines well, silly out, just a silly out slap out. I know they're soft in that, but the rules are there and that's it. Um but again, none of our forwards put up big scoring like like so Willie Connors when he got the point, you know. Um John McGray after one one. You know, you kind of if Willie Connors put over maybe a couple more scores and Dan McCormick likewise that's down and the point as well. Kaden locked over two, but you know it was it's hard to know what you gain from it overall. Like, did anyone kind of stand out and go, geez, this side is putting his hand up now more than we're going to end up with the same 13 out of 15 as will come championship, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, in the, the uh, Liam Sheedy alluded to it in his comments after the match about getting our shooting right. We, I don't know how many we had finishing up, quite, I think maybe 18, 17, 18 wise, but we definitely had 12, I think, in the first half. Our shooting is probably becoming a bit of a worry, is it? Or is that just to not getting enough time to practice it. Uh, yeah, it is a tiny bit of a worry. I think more so in the Westmead match, it was a case of wrong players making wrong shot selections. I think Dan McCormick had three or four wides. Dan, stop shooting. Um, <laughs> you said the same but, thing last week. Did you have a mark or something? <laughs> yeah, look, it's Westmead. I, I, if the opposition was different, I don't think he'd be making those those decisions. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be worrying about Dan, but... They tied it up in the second half, in fairness, to, a lot more accurate. Um, feel bad for Westmead. Not too bad, mine, but we said last week, as Sean was saying, you hammer them, you're not going to get benefit out of it. And if they run you close, panic stations because you nearly got yeah. a run around by Westmead. So, look, it's done. I think the, the one shining light from it was Brendan, the centre-back, and he was very, very good. Look, the opposition wasn't unreal, but he looked very sharp, looked fit. He's a, he's, he's a certainty to start now. Like. Yeah, at, at this point, four games into the league, Sean, we're probably not going to see any new face for championship. But a, a Baird or somebody that they're keeping really under under the radar and not playing him. But, I mean, considering the team he picked for Westmead, we're not, there's nobody going to come out of the out of left field and, and start against Waterford or Clare in the, in the semi-final of the, the Munster Championship. 
Yeah, not sure I can see any even names. I kind of ring a bell for a few weeks ago. We're kind of chatting about me, Mark Quigley, you know, Morgan, these lads, they kind of got down for around 20 minute cameo at the end of the field, you know, it wasn't, they weren't given more time to show, and sure the game was over 20 minutes ago. And it says me, they could have put on myself, to be honest, and I'm a bad junior sea hurler, you know, so if even so, it's kind of a case of I say now we could pick our, we do a fair start picking a championship team, to be honest, I think we could get 14 places anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly at this point. Inda, what did you make of the Robert Bourne sending off? Um, I suppose there's two trains of thought on it. One, it, there was nothing in it and he shouldn't have been sent off. And then the other one is that, well, he struck and deserved a red card. Um, should we, I suppose, considering the way the Galway man got sent off, when Barrett hit the deck, we probably don't really, we can't really complain too much about it, can we? Well, like, you can't do it anymore. It's as simple as that. And you just tell by the reaction of Robert himself, like, he flicked out and then he turned around and he put his hand up like this saying, oh, no, no, he knew he was going. It was just yeah. stupid and he was hurling okay, like, and he played well enough the last day. No, that's not to say he would have started a championship, but he he would have been a good option coming off the bench if he's still hurling like that. But um, he's after shooting himself in the foot now because that was the first run in the team he'd gotten since he's been on the panel. Yeah. And just a moment of madness. Better that to happen in the league against Westmead than in a monster semi-final against Waterford or Clare or monster final, you know? Yeah, but it's, it's going to be a harsh lesson to learn, Sean, that, um, like, he, he's going to miss the Waterford game now and, like, as we we're saying, like, it was probably hard enough to get into those six packs as it was, but he certainly hasn't done himself any favours. No, he hadn't, and, like, I was feeling he could have, if he finished, didn't get sent off in that game, I was feeling he could have started against Waterford as well and give him a chance. I know the backs were probably they're kind of picking themselves by one position, but he could be in the, in the leeway there for maybe the second or third, so one even into the backs, you know. Or, mm. But he definitely is not going to play against Watford if he can't. It's very hard. It's dent his chances. And, you know, Sheedy was giving him the opportunity to prepare them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, I suppose, looking ahead into this weekend, the Watford game, if we if we win it, we're, I suppose, joint league league winners un- un- unless we meet. We would meet Kilkenny in the All-Ireland final and double it up as a as the league final. But um, considering the team he picked for Westmead, you'd imagine he's going to go full line out again in the and 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 go for the the league title. Yeah, three weeks uh, between this game and the uh, Monster semi-final, plenty of time to recuperate. I probably twelve or thirteen is a certain fifteen to start. I'd say I think it's time Cottle Barrett and Barry Heffernan in particular, got a rest, and Jason Ford, the three of them have featured very heavily in the games to date, and they played very well. There's no point in risking them, like, yeah. they're, they're nailed on, they're hurling very well as well. I'd like to see Craig Morgan get a run, cornerback maybe, Owen Connolly, see what they're about, and maybe, I'd say Mark Yo deserves maybe a start and see what he can do against a, an established team. Um, John McGrath, last day, he wasn't, he scored one too, but the form's a bit worrying with him. Like, he's just not himself at the moment. And if things aren't working out in the championship game, we need to know that these lads will come on and make a difference. Give Mark Kyo a go. I think Jake Morris has had a few goals in the first few games. Hasn't made the most of it. Mark Kyo's had limited action. So, throw him in and have a look at him, yeah? Yeah. Um, two changes, though, in the half-back, or in the full-back line. It doesn't seem to be Sheedy's goal, his way of doing things, is it? Do you know what I mean? He doesn't seem to be making those kind of changes. Well, with the way the hurling has gone now, you really have a two-man full back line, one corner back and a full back. So you could throw in another wing back there in Parry Heffernan's place because he's basically playing out in the half back line anyway. Yeah. But Cottle Barrett's goal does to us, lads, if we lose him, he's vital to that defence. We need him badly. There's there's no no gain to be playing him in this game, to be honest with you. And we need to know if he does get injured that there's somebody that can come in and do a job. Brian McGrath's there as well, but he just doesn't have the pace or the tenacity that Cottle Barrett has to play in the corner. So I, I, one of them at least anyway to be rested. One of them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could see one of them being rested, but I, I just don't see Sheedy as taking, you know, making two changes on the one line. I don't think that's that seems to be the way he he operates. Um, do, would you consider Sean to be an important game for them? Um, considering there's probably a little bit on the line, I suppose. Of all the games that we're we're playing, there's one, there's something on for for winning this one. Oh, for sure, yeah. Kind of top Division One A, you know. Um, and without losing a game, two draws, three wins, you take that and 
like lads, but oh, we haven't found much talent come off the bench, or we haven't found any other lads start. But if you're 15 lads in the field that win a match for you, don't care who they are, to be honest. Um, and it's definitely something to look at. We mentioned there a few weeks ago about whether we haven't some of these lads having a league title. You know, I know it may never happen in the league final, but you know, be you can say our giant winners, if you make Kenny down the line, or it is an opportunity for a league title for them. I know a lot of these lads may be seeing out now this year, next year, now. yeah. Yeah. Um, Inda, do you think that Paddy Cadell has done enough to, and, and then Michael Breen, I suppose, are, are they looking like a midfield partnership or one of them? is Which one of them would you pick at this stage to, to start? Yes, I think Paddy Cadell has done more than enough to warrant a start. I really like him as a player. He's, he's just a class engine. He's good on the ball, brings people into play, has he's good fitness. I, and he's played very well in the matches he's played in. It'd be very harsh to drop him now. He's been more consistent than Mikey Breen anyway. Look, Dan McCormick's probably going to be one of the midfield slots, I think, and they'll leave Noel in the half line, or vice versa. So one slot's going to be taken up. I, Breen's just too hot and cold. The other day he was grand, like again, but he's not convincing me. There's there's loads of competition for this forward forward slots. It's just getting the balance right. Mm-hmm. Like I have a mock team here, and based on what I have here, the subs would be Willie Connors, Paul Flynn, Niall O'Mara, Jake Morris, Mark Kyo. Like there's savage options there. But in terms of having a workhorse there, you're going to have one of Niall O'Mara, Mikey Breen, Willie Connors. Yeah, I think Dan, with Bonner gone, I think Dan has to be on the forward line though, Ender. So yeah. I wouldn't go near midfield, to be honest. I think he's going to be there, though. Yeah, he kind of comes out there a good, has and has done over the, the last couple of years. He'd, he'd be coming out, either coming out if, if someone has been changed, or certainly coming out doing a lot of work around him. Yeah, he's, he's been drifting back. He's been nearly in the Barcelona role there the last the yeah. last few few matches for Tip. He's been yeah, dropping very deep. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see him see him named there. Um, and I think you're probably right. Either Dan or, or Noel um, is probably going to be in the middle of the field. Um, we we named last week's podcast the return of, of the Callan. He was back, Sean, but he kind of played it out in the wing. Is, is that a, was that just to get some running into his legs? Do you think, or or is he going to be looked at for that position? I say just to kind of get him onto field and get him in slowly. There's no need to throw him in top for full back and you know dog him for ball. Like he just wanted to get run out, and it was great to see him back. And now it's another four weeks, whatever to. For a championship, and he'll get start again this weekend. He might go into a more kind of prominent role. Um, you know, got the point as all, but he saw it out. No, no reports of kind of any injuries or any knocks from it. So that's a good thing to be sure. Yeah, in the Tracy dropping a county man off a team isn't something we're uh, is, is something that we're familiar with here on this podcast. But uh, he says <laughs> Nyla Mare is not going to start. Like, I mean. I thought all the North lads would stick together, but uh, <laughs> Nyla Mare would be on my 15. If, 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 uh... That's only because he's getting replaced by another Northman. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, he could easily start now, but just based on the league and the last few matches, it's a savage option coming off the bench anyway. There's going to be somebody who's going to miss out that's not going to be happy and it's going to be a surprise. Could be Nile, yeah. that's it. You think it would be Nile? Like, so, you, you have Dan or Noel and... I presume you've Shamey and Ford has been has been nailed on as well. So who, who else have you on your on your the other three? Forward? I have forward line Willie Connors, Bubbles, and Dan or Noel McGrath, whichever one of them's midfield mm-hmm. is not midfield, and then John McGrath, Shamey Callan, and Jess Ford. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I I'd have Noel on in front of, of Willie Connors, but that's I would like, as well. No, I would as well. But just based on the way the league is going, I think they seem to like Willie Connors, and he's playing every game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I suppose that's the thing. As, as Sean said, we could probably pick fourteen of the fifteen at the moment, and it's probably that that one position. Bubbles is going to start. He's coming back in as as part of that that um, that forward line with yeah. with John. And I, I think John McGrath starts as well. I, I don't ever yeah, see him. Yeah. Yeah. And the team this week is Waterfield had a lot as well. I think it'll be nearly as full as we can go. To be honest. Yeah. Bar the back from your bar the head what do you think about uh, Paddy full back now this will be a fair test for him now to speed it at Waterford line yeah and and, and Bennett is a bit which whatever one of the Bennett's play full forward and they're they're going well and Waterford are, that first half against Galway they, they created an awful lot of, of chances yeah it'll be a good test for him and um, kind the of Waterford speed was something that frightened me to be honest the speed yeah. of coming forward that it was you blink and they were under 21 like you know 
Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I saw a good some stat about Callum Lyons there. He's two eighteen scored from wing back since since he since he's come into. Now they're conceding quite a bit as well, but he he's a serious hurler, isn't he, Callum Lyons? Yeah. Jeez, he's pure class. It's the fitness of him, he just doesn't stop moving ever. Yeah, he's more of an attacking weapon than a defender, like isn't he? Yeah. They're shipping massive scores for like what did they concede against Cork? Five twenty-five was it? And then they conceded four twenty-eight the last day. Like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they seem to be hell bent on trying to outscore the opponent rather than the, than the oh, their, their method of defensively setting up maybe. And yeah, if you had um, Dan McCormack on him, say for example, in position like that, would give one kind of a free yeah. role to speak, wouldn't it? Like in a game. Yeah, would you? I suppose similar to, to we were speaking there before we came in here about Keane Lynch and, and the amount of ball he got off Mark Coleman, who wouldn't be considered a marker either. I mean, if we had Noel McGrath on that wing, he, he could really destroy a team if, if Lyons wasn't staying back marking him. Yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of debate around their half back line. If you've Caleb Lyons trotting up the pitch and you've Austin Gleeson centre back, there's there's going to be gaps there and there's going to be a gap to exploit, lots of space. But um, you still have to be wary of his attacking threat, like 218 for a wing back. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of years of savage shooting, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's serious going on. In fairness now, the Waterford have, have kind of carried on, I think, from last year. They, they certainly haven't gone backwards. Um, the Cahill is doing a good job and they're, and they're, and they're coming on. So um, I think the way Clare are playing... That uh, if, if they can, if Waterford mark Tony Kelly, Waterford are going to be in that semi final and it'll be a, be an interesting semi final with the with the two Leams on the sideline and just and just where Tip Harris was at, at that stage. Hopefully, the t- or hopefully the Clare lads get ready and do us a few favors in the match anyway, make it make it worthwhile. <laughs> but I, I'd fancy, I, yeah, I'd fancy Waterford to get through. Um, can't imagine there'd be a lot of shadow, but room for shadow boxing. Um, for Waterford anyway, they won't want to go into the championship after two losses. Yeah. Um, so you'd fancy them to have a fairly strong team out. Obviously, yeah. like, as I mentioned, the question of Austin Gleeson centre-back, we'll, we'll know if he'll be there come championship if he starts there the next day. Um, but there's a lot yeah. of debate around it. They have a chance of winning the league if they beat us as well, or top and, top and one yeah. A as well. So, I mean, yeah. there is quite a, quite a bit in it. Um, yeah, so that game is on, on Sunday. I think it's... It's probably on GA Go, is it? It's not on. It's not live anyway, and it's not deferred, so it's it's probably a GA Go game. Also, this weekend, uh, the footballers are out. They're playing that relegation game against Longford, and um, it's <laughs> this is probably as as near a championship game for Tip as you're going to get, isn't it? So they have to win it. Yeah, we were saying that last week, with the way the championship is set up for them, you're more than likely getting carried in a semi final. And this is vital. Division four football is not a place that they want to be, especially after being in an All Ireland semi final the year before. It just be an absolute disaster. Um, but our record there, Open Pierce Park, has been very poor. The last number of years, I think we've shipped two five point beatings the last time we were up there. I think we lost to them last year actually in the league, didn't we? By five mm-hmm. points. So and our league form's not great, like so. It's a savage, savage, important match, and we'll need a lot of lads back. I think Bill Maher and uh, Kevin Fahey are going to be back for it, hopefully. And there's talk maybe Michael Quinlan might feature at some stage, yeah. and he'll probably be needed. It's it's the, this is going to define the year, really. I think this match, so they, they really need to win it. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they absolutely do. Um, also, this weekend the 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 women are out. Uh, Sip ladies also have a, a relegation game. They're playing Westmead. Um, that game was looking like it was going to clash Sean with the Camogie but the, the match has changed to Saturday but Emma Marcy and uh, Ashley Maloney both sustained bad injuries last weekend there'll be huge losses to the to the football team Oh yeah for sure but just another year another clash of matches whatever is going on I know it's be getting sore in the years from listening to it you know what's going on so it's just something to just cop the fuck on like, to be honest <laughs> Is it a fair point to make though that it's time that they started kind of getting in line with the GA and do you know the, the, the demands are no less for the for the ladies football and the camogie as they are for football and hurling like it can't continue where you, you can evenly split your time between the two codes like is, is there an argument to be made that they, they should make up their mind like yeah well I mean that, that whole thing of, of 
you know, people are using this as a stick to beat the two the two associations say they should be under the GA. But there's no dual players are gone from the GA now a long, long time. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, yes, it's great that the, those uh, women are able to play a dual. But I mean, really, is it? It's not really a runner, like um, yeah. especially the way with the time frames and and if you're if you're um, if you're splitting your season, you know, it, it, I don't think I don't think it can, it can be done. Um, yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I think yeah, yeah. you have to be there have to be something something will have to come to a head there eventually. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, then this weekend after a good win over Offaly last weekend, uh, the tip uh, Camogie team have been drawn against Kilkenny uh, in the semi final of the league. Um, that's a big one for 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 those women that they're, they're they're what the top are certainly in the top two or three teams in in Camogie, aren't they? We're in All Ireland champions and uh, down in Nolan Park. It's basically a home game for them. But Tip played very well against Offaly the last day. And I have to say they were very impressive, even though they were missing a lot of players. Um, we'll be talking to Dennis later. He was very happy with, with the way they played, and they seem very confident that they can go and get a result there. Kilkenny kind of struggled in the quarter final against Limerick. Um, even they had eleven or twelve of the All Ireland winning team starting as well. So there's probably a chink of armour there where you can you can finish them off for the year and get into a league final. Yeah. And have a crack at Cork or Galway up in Croke Park with the crowd back, which is a massive incentive for. Yeah, sure. Is. Um, Orla Dwyer is back in town. Um, she's she's fit and available to to play. Um, w- would you would you have her on either of the teams this weekend? I think the needs of the footballers are greater than the Camogie players. To be honest, um, it's it's easier to get the eye in after coming from the Aussie rules for the football as well. And look, fitness probably won't be an issue with her. So uh, I'd say she'll play most of that game. And look, if she's okay, she can she won't start it for the Camogie team, but she she'd be a great option coming off the bench. Yeah. It just depends on what she plays in the football and if she's in good enough nick for. Yeah, sure. Uh, domestically, um, we're back in action since since uh, Monday. The West, uh, we were we were talking to John O'Shea. Uh, the West are back in in action. Sean, you're back. Um, first round of the Cahill Cup tonight. Uh, this is Wednesday tonight uh, against near neighbours Clannacinny. Oh, looking forward fierce. to the house. The excitement by him buzzing here to see him actually be faced. That's Clannacinny. I think they're we're seeing a B team mixed with Julian Ray, so I don't know what. To be something, but I don't know. Not way to feel about it, to be honest. Is anyone <laughs> yeah. streaming it, Sean? No, there's no one waste the camcorder in that. No, and <laughs> <laughs> any sign of the of the North and um, getting back up and running? Uh, Michael Quinn will probably be on with us next week, but uh, have you heard anything? Um, I heard that the junior league is going to start at the end of June. Um, other than that, now it's just the senior teams in the county league. We're playing Lockmore next Tuesday. We actually played Sean Tracy's in a challenge match yesterday, which was great to see the lads back out playing. Uh, plenty of scalping in that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's great to have the action back. Uh, lads are looking fierce, rusty out in the pitch. It was a bit bit scrappy, but look, that will come, come again. We won't complain about it anyway. How did the Cap White men go? Best players in the pitch again. We'll be delighted to hear. <laughs> Uh, very good. You know, it's great, great to have games to go back to, and um, hopefully, we'll have a we'll have a good year of it. Are you looking for an exciting new career? Iconic News are recruiting for the positions of media sales specialist. Iconic is Ireland's largest independently owned newspaper group with an unrivaled audience in print, online, and mobile. We are now seeking media sales specialists to join the advertising sales team working on the Tipperary Star, The Nationalist and TipperaryLive.ie, offering a competitive salary and massive career progression to the right fit. To apply, please email your CV to ocooper at iconicnewspapers.ie. Following last weekend's defeat of Offaly in the league quarterfinal, the Camogie team played Kilkenny in this weekend's semi-final. Earlier on today, Enda sat down with Dennis Kelly to discuss their prospects. We're going to look back at the Camogie from the weekend now, and I'm joined once again by Tipperary Camogie selector Dennis Kelly. Dennis, you're very welcome. Thanks, Enda, for having me on again. So, Dennis, a comprehensive win against Offaly at the weekend. You must be pleased with how the girls played. 
Yeah, very happy now with the performance. Um, you know, it was, I suppose, the start, it looked like it was going to be tight. Um, awfully started off strong, but um, we held, we held firm at the back and, uh, you know, the goals came at the real right time, especially the one just before the first uh, water break there. So that was a sucker punch for Offaly, I suppose. And uh, we never really looked back after that. Yeah, there was real fl fluidity to the play all day. Once the slow start was out of the system, Offaly kind of got a run in the early, but gee, weathered that storm fairly well. You seem to really ex execute a, a game plan to perfection. Is that something you've been working on in the training ground and working hard for match day? Yeah, we've been pushing that since the start of the year, uh, just tweaking things a little bit from, from previous years. So it seems to be working fairly well. We're happy enough, but, you know, next weekend now it's, it's Kilkenny, so it's, that'll be up another couple of notches. So, um, you know, we're, we're aware that, that, you know, awfully, awfully under day can be a challenge, but look, at it's, it's a different story next weekend. So uh, we have a lot of work to, to do in the meantime. Some good performances from players that you wouldn't uh, associate with starting on tip teams and Miriam Campy and Emer McGrath, very impressive. Is is that one of the best takeaways from the game? Is that there's players stepping up that maybe want to be on the starting 15? Yeah, it's a good spread of scores that we had Grace O'Brien as well with, with 2-4. Um, you know, so you're not like caught is the one uh, that's uh, rattled out all the time that's, and she is super for us. But uh, it's good now that there's others chipping in with scores. And we're not totally dependent on, on caught. You know, if 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 uh, caught is held on a day that you've others stepping in, uh, stepping up to the mark. So no, we're delighted with that. And even off our bench as well. You know, you had the, the likes of Cleveland McCarthy coming on, making a good impression. As you said already, Miriam uh, Campion came in full forward there and really held it around when we were down to fourteen. So what was impressive, I suppose, when we went to fourteen, we didn't uh, just sit back and try to hold what we had. We kicked on and got got a lot, a lot of more scores as well. So we're delighted with that. What was your impression of that uh, sending off? Was it warranted, do you think? Yeah, well, look at the first yellow. is probably, I thought, uh, Roisin kind of held her ground. It can go either way. Um, you know, it could be called for Bergen or, or uh, you know, a bit of a, a rough tackle. But the second one then was it was just a flick. And it, once it connects with the other with the other player, uh, you have, the referee probably has no choice. But look, at that's, that's what under the bridge is probably a learning curve. And hopefully we won't see any, uh, too many more reds as the year goes on. It's been a real feature of the game so far. You've been really defensively solid again. Mary Ryan, excellent. Julianne Burke, Emer Lukeman, the whole defensive unit really. And Sarah Friday getting shoehorned into wing back. She was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. They were, as a unit, they're working very well together. And that's without Karen Kendi. So I suppose uh, put Karen into the mix as well. You know, it's good to have options there because you never know who's going to going to get injured. And then Shirtloda Kirk was a massive loss for us. But uh, it's good to be able to carry on when you're losing such players of that calibre be still able to carry on and uh, and do the business. So we're delighted with that. Um, so, you know, it's good to see Sarah back in a different position and doing well. So look, at the next day now is going to be a big challenge again. You have the likes of, uh, you know, you have Denise Call and, and uh, a couple of the Walshes there and stuff. So they'll be they'll be a bigger challenge again. But, you know, hope, I think the girls are, are up for it. And just going into the championship, it's going to be important that you get players back. I see, I was at the match there the other day and there was nearly half a team in the stands sitting watching the game. Um, they're they're going to be important to get back. And how how far away are, are they all from coming back? I know Claude Quirk is long term, but the other girls, Karen Kennedy, Kareem Blair, Sean Quirk, how far away are they? Yeah, well, you're looking at uh, Karen Kennedy is back training this week, so she's she's probably back in the mix. Whether she'll be available to start or not, I'm not sure at the weekend. Uh, then you have Sean Quirk is about two two to three weeks out with a hamstring problem, um, so she's she's a bit of a loss as well. She was and she was really coming good there. Uh, Karim Blair is about the same, uh, so she's she's uh, problems as well, but she's real real potential there as well. So you know, if we can get everyone fit, um, apart from Claudia, it's it's going to be um, challenging to pick the team from now on. Yeah, and sure, Kilkenny obviously in Nolan Park. It's a savage, tough game. Uh, Rain and All Ireland champions in their home patch. I struggled a bit against Limerick in their own quarter final at the weekend. Is there is there a possibility of causing an upset? Not a massive upset, mind you've been coming good, but is there a possibility of beating them in their home passion registering another league final appearance? Yeah, but should we have to believe in that anyway? You know, uh, we that's what we've been working towards. Um, we have to have to make the breakthrough with the top three there. So uh, look at this is a great challenge for us. We'll see where we're at, and then you know, win or lose, we'll we'll uh, we'll have a look back and see how we got on and go from there. It's it's really geared towards championship, but look at we'd love to get back. 
to the league final. I know the girls were disappointed last year, so it'd be nice to get back there. And there's an incentive to us in Croke Park with, with a, a crowd for a change. So uh, there's loads of incentives there, but we're just concentrating on, on getting the game plan right, uh, working really hard and putting Kilkenny under pressure down in their, in their home patch. And it'd be just massive for confidence if if you could win a league a league title. It's a long time since the senior Camogie team has won a, won a national title and going into championship, that'll be a massive push. Yeah, it'd be a nice, nice push, all right. But look, at we're... We're delighted the way the thing is going. Um, we know that would be a big help, but look, at if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We, we go back to the drawing board and we get ready for championship. Uh, the girls are really putting in a savage effort. So, you know, we'll, we're going to be right for championship. We know that. Um, but as you say, this would be a big shot in the arm for us if we could get a, a win next Sunday. So look, at we're, we're ready. We're going to have them ready for action. Uh, body's a little bit tired now last night. So just refresh, recharge and, and get ready to go for Sunday. And how have things been with you, Dennis, since you've come in? How has the approach to training been? I know you've had a short turnaround uh, with the lockdown ending and uh, getting into action straight away. How have you approached it differently? Yeah, it's it's been a big shock to the system. We were, you know, the online thing was 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 going there for a while, but it's not the same. So look, at since we've gone back, we're back about, I think it's six or seven weeks now. Uh, so it's been really mad, really frantic. You know, you're, you're going from Tuesday to Thursday to Saturday or Sunday and you know you're, you're you're preparing all the time so uh we have to adapt as well then as we go uh, we see how they're training what we need to work on and we're always changing the plan as we go along so it's been it's been hectic but it's been really enjoyable i'm working with with dinny ferncombe in the coaching side of things and then we have angela walsh as well with the fitness side of it so the three of us are working together and kevin o'connor then is in uh awfully man he's working with the goalies as well so we're all working well under Bill. Bill is the is the main man. He's given the orders, but uh, you know we have a nice nice team working together there. And then we have Cameron Bradshaw and Mary Howard in the background. They're they're brilliant as well on match day and every other day organising behind the scenes. Just on the performances themselves, Dennis, have you been surprised how how sharp the team have become since the Cork game? I know there was a lot of mistakes in the Cork game and probably things didn't go to plan. But the, the game against Offaly, there was real sharpness there. There was no balls hitting the deck. There was just, they were really, really sharp. Yeah, we've been pushing that in training, you know, and in fairness, the Cork game came. We had no, we're playing in-house matches, but it's it's totally different uh, than playing a proper league game. So, you know, we've been pushing first touch and and, and getting the thing, to, the ball to hand and getting it, getting it right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's coming on well and, you know, we still have more to, we still have more potential to, to um, you know, fulfil. So it's we're happy with the way it's going. And you could, the one thing is the girls' attitude is top class. There's not a, a you know, a wrong word being said inside. They're just, you, we give them their instruction to go at it. And, you know, they're one big, big uh, happy family in there. And just in terms of selection for the next day, I, I'm sure you've seen the, the ladies' Gaelic football have accommodated uh, the two teams and they've changed the game to Saturday. It was originally fixed on the same day as the ladies' football. Roisin Howard and Orlord Wired, what sort of a um, a role are they going to play? Or are they going to get maybe one half and are they going to play the full game or are you going to try and manage them? Yeah, it's hard to call now at this stage. Uh, you know, the footballers have a big game as well. That's to avoid relegation. So look, they'll have first dibs on them. They'll get... They'll, they'll be using the girls, I presume. Um, and after that, then we'll, we'll, we'll reassess uh, on Sunday and see where they're at and uh, see where energy levels are at. You know, Roisin, for the pair she played the last, they played really well. And Orla just, you know, she's doing, she has done a couple of sessions with us and is even looking for to, uh, doing more individual sessions to get back up to speed. So she's, she's mad for action as well. So look, we'll be expecting maybe they'll get, they'll get some time. Not sure how much yet. And Orla a, it was a great sight to see there. Um, it should be a massive addition, especially after coming from a professional setup for all the girls in there. Yeah, she's loads of advice coming back from a professional setting. And, you know, she's really impressed too, the way the, the girls have been moving. She just, just spoke to her for a couple of minutes last, after last Sunday. Um, and she's really impressed the way the link up play in the forward line and, and that. So she's, she can't wait to get back in. She, she was, uh, you know, she's, she's biting at the bit to get back in into the mix there in the forward line or around the middle of the field if she can. So that game's on Sunday against Kilkenny and Nolan Park at 1pm. Dennis, thanks very much and best of luck on Sunday. No problem. Thanks very much, Enda. Clubs were allowed to play matches again from the 7th of June 
and the West were quick out of the blocks. Uh, I sat down with West PRO John O'Shea to discuss how they were getting on. Okay, we're delighted to be joined on the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast by the PRO of the West Senior Board, John O'Shea from Clonolte. You're very welcome, John. Uh, good evening, Mike. Uh, John, so West Board were quick out of the tracks. Uh, games were only back uh, on the 7th there and uh, you had games straight away. Uh, how did they go? Um, and it's good to be back, I presume. Yeah, it's great to be back there. And uh, we had a couple of games with three games on yesterday, starting at two o'clock there. We had the... Um, the uh, long-awaited semi-final, second semi-final of the West Intermediate Hurling Championship, uh, Kickhams and Galtee Rovers. Uh, that didn't take place last year due to uh, probably a couple of reasons, but um, COVID being one of them. Look, at Kickhams were, were trying to get to uh, the first final since 1992, uh, having been beaten there at the semi-final stage in 2018 and 2019. Uh, back in 92 there, they dropped down voluntarily to intermediate and they were up the next year having won the West and County Championships. They were probably favourites going in yesterday to, to, against Galtier Rovers in that semi-final and, you know, that was the way it turned out. Um, Galtier started off fairly well there with Adam, Adam McGrath from place balls there. And uh, but then I suppose disaster hit him. They were reduced to 14 men just before the water break when Eric Grogan got his second yellow. Now that was a big, big blow to them. Uh, the sides were level there then at the, at the break. They are following a Brendan Ryan goal there before the interval. One three for Kickham, six points for Galti. But look at um, should have been probably Owen White. Uh, you know, kept him in the game there uh, with a couple of good saves there. <clears throat> then. Um, after the break there, pint from Brendan Ryan, party Saturday, uh, Walter O'Carroll there, and a goal from Davy Butler, you know, put Kickham's family in the driving seat. And, uh, you know, there were, ten, there were 10 pints up at the second half water break, 210 to, to uh, 212 to 8 pints. You know, and again, it could have been greater, but again, for uh, Owen White there in, in the in the Galtee goals. But anyway, Kickham's went on to, uh, to uh, score 216, with 213 of that coming from play, which was very, very impressive. Uh, you know, but and add to that, they had 14 wides, you know, which is something that they will, it just shows you their superiority, especially in the second half. Galti recorded 11 points, and of that, um, six of them came from from freeze and one from a line ball, you know. So that's that shows you the difference between the, the, the teams, Mike, you know. Yeah. Um, and Kickham's go on now, they, they meet Cap White in the final. That's scheduled for this weekend. Cap White beat Golden back. I suppose it was September at this stage, I suppose. Um... Actually, it was, it, was, it was the 19th of September in Cashel there. John O'Grady there was the referee. Look, at that was a game that Cap had dominated totally from the off there. You know, actually, Rean Doody opened the scoring in that game there after, if I remember, after about 25, 26 seconds there. And, you know, and they were all, and Golden were always chasing that game there. Uh, Rean Doody, Renahan there, uh, Ross Dunn, you know, getting on the score sheet. And Cap had led by uh, seven points that day at the water break. And then they went on there. Uh, Golden did. Uh, Dahi Bagri got a goal there, and 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 Young Burns there got a point, and that you know cut it back to three. But then Cappy hit one six before the half time without reply, and they led by twelve. You know at half time, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was really as good as over. Full time score in that was two twenty, I think, to two fourteen. Doody hit hit ten points uh, from freeze plus one from uh, from play. Uh, Kieran Doody uh, had a goal. Uh, Darren McCarthy came on and got a goal. Ryan Renahan, three points. Becky Barry, uh, Ross Dunn, Tom Tracy, David Buckley, uh, Kieran Ryan. They all got on the score sheet, you know. Uh, a very impressive display by go- by Kappa White back that time. Now, whatever happened, whatever will happen in the in the intervening time or you know, but uh, you know, the, the Kappa has never won this intermediate as well due to the fact that they haven't been they gave 99% of their life uh, as uh, seen a hurler. So, I mean, I think they were in a final there two years ago. I went to extra time down in Bancha in a thriller with Golden. Uh, again, probably that Kappa might feel they left behind there in normal time. But anyway, they're back in a final again. And uh, I think there'll be slight favourites going into it, Mike, uh, on, on Sunday because I think they have a lot of big hitters, you know what I mean? Uh, and, but, or, or on Saturday, I should say. But it will be a very interesting game. Uh, 
Pickens have a young team. Um, you, you know, a lot of them minors there from a couple of years ago there, but still they, they still have you know the old the old the old guys, Paddy Slattery, Walter Carroll, uh, Davy Butler. You know, so yeah. you know Eddie Daly, Eddie Daly there now, and 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 Stephen Brown, they are good additions to it. But I suppose they'll still depend on Brendan Ryan and and and, and Slattery and, and Davy Butler for the scores. You know. Yeah, it, it should be a, an interesting game, I suppose. One everyone will be wanting to, well, will be looking at to see is there any kind of form as was going into the twenty twenty one championship. But um, that's right, you... and that game actually is streamed live by the West Board. Uh, they are uh, in association there with uh, Ryan Centre there in Capo White. So, like, while there's only a uh, hundred uh, paying customers allowed uh, to see the game, but uh, you know. There's a, there'll be a link sent out there by by later on tonight, maybe of how people can access it. But you know, it's it's a good. Uh, you know, last year the board were very proactive in doing these games, and they've started off again this year at it. And and you know, the little bit of sponsorship coming in uh, and a small bit of contribution from both clubs there, and you, you know, everything is possible there. But it just takes a small little bit of effort. Yeah, no, no, it's a it's a it's a great a great uh, thing for for people all over the world, uh, not only uh, locally to be able to see those games live on on YouTube. Um, that's, with... right, that's right. We had the senior final last year there, <clears throat> and I think there was a there was a pub, uh, one particular pub there in 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 I think for South London there, and they had um they had a big screen up for the day and a, a bit of a party atmosphere. You know what I mean? And yeah. just in Australia and all over the world, as you say, you know. Yeah. So look at that. That's the way. That's technology now, and why not use it? <clears throat> so. I suppose that's that's the intermediate hurling. We also had uh, the intermediate football semi final yesterday out in New Inn at two o'clock. There, uh, Clonelty uh, up against Cashel. There, uh, Clonelty were probably stronger on the day. Farnham Cashel, you know, they got after a great start there. Cashel there was a bit wayward with their shooting in front of goals. Uh, Clonelty went in at, at at half time there, got a, a burst of goals there in the second quarter there, and they went in at half time three nine to two points there. The goals coming from uh, Will Ryan. Uh, in the Heffernan and Carl uh, Burke uh, and Mikey Winnie, they are kicking three three first half pints as well. They are from wing back. Uh, they drove on in the second. Cashel brought in Thomas Keffings in there and he got a goal, I suppose, within about 18 seconds at the restart. And Ross Dial uh, went through uh, and his pile driver there was tipped over the bar by John Devan. You know, maybe if, if Cashel got them two goals there that time, if, uh, you know, the second goal especially, it would have given him a, a good thing. But they shot to the they, they fizzled out after that and Clonelty went on and, and a couple of the, the dominated the last quarter Orton Quirk and Gary Donnelly came on as subs and they got on the, they got on the goal scoring as well uh, look at this, the other semi-final is on on Wednesday night Rockwell Rovers are taking on goal in 8 o'clock in uh, New Inn and I suppose Rockwell they are having won the county champion uh, the intermediate county championship last year say in 2020 uh, and you know, they're up senior for the 2021 competition, you know, so they'll be anxious to drive on and add the West uh, final, the West title to their, you know, county title. But, uh, you know, you never know uh, if Tenelty, whatever team it turned up there, they were impressive yesterday. A lot of lads there, well, well able to play football, but you must remember that a lot of, that, a lot of them lads there, they won, they won uh, a West under 21A title, a West under 21B, a county B and a, and a minor B football. So, I mean, these are the way to play football when they decide to to, to field the team in it, uh, Mike, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, they, they certainly are well able to play football in over in Tenorti and it was great to see such a strong team going out uh, yesterday in, in that semi-final. And as you said, if they, if they can get that same level of effort, be it against Rockwell or Golden in, in the final, they, they certainly will be in with a fighting chance. Uh, there was a there was a third game on yesterday, John, uh, in Anacarty, I believe. That's right. Last night in Anacarty, that was the, the last round game of the Junior B football, Airog and Rose Green. Uh, this was a game that uh, Airog uh, won uh, eventually by six points, two eleven to one eight, and you know, except for the first ten minutes, there they were always in command. Uh, Rose Green, they were really depending on Trevor Downey for their scores up front, you know, and they sort of they they they. They died off in the second half a bit. I think the, the fitness level probably wasn't as good as it should be. Um, uh, Helm there really was 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 dominant for Airog there, and he he controlled things there from around the middle of the field there, he, and finished up with five pints from play, which was a big contribution. You know, Philip McGregor going the pint, Willie O'Neill um, 
we're still have a great goal in three points. Willie O'Neill a goal in a pint. Uh, Connie Bradshaw came on and got a pint, and Owen Kindy got a pint. So, look, at that's down for their Eirog, by virtue of that uh, victory, are through to the final uh, of that competition. Rose Green and Rockwell are playing next um, Saturday evening uh, in the semi-final. So, uh, you know, I think on what we know of last year, which is a long time ago, and especially in Junior B, uh, Rockwell would be probably slight favourites going into that. But maybe the old game under Rose Green's belt there won't do them any harm. They were a bit under strength uh, yesterday evening, all right. I, I could see that. I knew by the, the line-out that they had, you know. So it'll be interesting next Saturday evening there. But Aero got through to the final anyway. And um, as I said, the semi-final between Rockwell Rovers and and uh, Rose Green next next uh, Saturday evening. Wednesday evening, tomorrow evening now, we have you know, two big games in the Junior B Hurland, two semi-finals, you know, eagerly awaited. Uh, the first semi-final is in Cashel at 7.30, uh, Tenalty take on Kickhams. They, those lads were in the same group last year, uh, and uh, Kickham, or Tenalty's only, only uh, defeat was to Kickhams. Uh, in Tenalty there, uh, uh, you know, they were comprehensively beaten on, on the same evening, like, um, that was a very good, strong Kickham's team. I think they may have lost one last year in, uh, in, uh, and they played their match against the county semi intermediate semi final against Gorton Ho. I think they lost one of that team, you know. Um, yeah, so I think probably Kickham's would be slight favorites, I, 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 in my opinion, for that, you know. But if 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 Kenoti get going after there, they have a nice little team, admittedly, it's their third team, you know, but they still have a nice, a nice, a nice enough team there, uh. Uh, good management over them there, Owen Roddy there, Joe Hayes, Tom Ryan, you know, good level-headed guys in uh, Northern Holland. So, um, look, it'll be, I think it'll be a good game in Cashel uh, at half seven. Uh, the, the same thing for that, uh, the tickets are available for at 50 to each club there. And, you know, they'll be, they'll be, I think there'll be a nice atmosphere there in it. The other semi-final is down in Banch at half seven, and that's uh, Cashel take on Salahed. In, 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 in that semi-final. Uh, probably Cashel, I suppose, again, going on on how things were before it broke up last year there, Cashel would be fair, slight favourites for that. But, you know, lots of things happen in the intervening time. And fellas, maybe aren't as fit as they were back that time. And, and But, you know, Saleh there had been, you know, going very well in that competition. There, But I, I think... Uh, you know, they're probably they could be missing a couple now, Salahed from last year. You know, through one thing and another, guys might have retired, and 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 I think one or two maybe gone away working. So look at, I think probably on paper anyway, Cashel are probably favourites for that. But look at uh, anything can happen as we 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 know in in in, in hurling, uh, Michael. Yeah. Um. So that that will that complete the West uh, program then once those finals are played, the 2020 program. Uh, the junior B hurling, junior B football, intermediate hurling, intermediate football. We still have two outstanding competitions to to do. We have uh, the junior A football, uh, which Sean Tracy are in the final of, and we we have uh, the, they are in the final. We have a semi final that to be played between Aravale Rovers and Salahed. Now the hold up there is uh, Aravale are involved in the county under twenty one A football final, which is on I think within the next two weeks. I think. And they're in the under the junior A hurling semi final against um, Tumivara. Tumivara. That's yeah. on in the 19th in the rag. So it's it, you know, depending on how, how they, them games go, there uh, we also have the senior football uh, competition to play. We have um, uh, Galti Rovers have to play Aravale Rovers in the semi final, and Aeroga away to win us in the final. Uh, you know, once once um. Aravale are freed up from their county commitments there. I think we'll be kicking on with that there. And hopefully, you know, there's, as I said, a couple of, there's only a couple of, uh, a couple of weekends there, maybe uh, a midweek in the weekend to start that out, you know. But there will be, there will be, I'd be very confident that those competitions will be finished, you know. Yeah, no, it's, and it's great to get those competitions finished from a, from, from a playing and a, and a sponsorship point of view. And to... It is, and, and we'll say from a, for a historical thing as well, like when when people will be looking back, you know, in years to come, uh, that there'll be no gaps in our divisional championships, you know what I mean? And, and that's, uh, you know, you'll always maybe get one for some uh, reason, but I think, I, you know, 
I, I wouldn't like to be associated with, you know, a, a division when, you know, down the years and say, what were they doing that year? And people might forget all about, you know, about COVID and stuff like that. But I think, um, I think the clubs are anxious to play it and that they're, they're very keen. The, the players are very keen to play those games. And, uh, you know, they, they, were, they were cooked up long enough. And even though it is last year's competition, um, if you go back 30, 40 years ago, it was always an overrun into other years with competitions, probably not as late, but look at, uh, we have what we have, and I think we'll probably complete our our our, uh, our program anywhere within the next couple of weeks, Mike. Yeah, that's a, that's very good. So that's the uh, intermediate final at six o'clock. It's on in Sean Tracy Park with live for everyone on YouTube, uh, the West Tipperary YouTube page. The uh, Junior B final, I believe, is to be streamed and probably the following weekend, uh, whenever you meet for, for fixtures. Um, and then... The actual final is fixed for that, Mike. Uh, if I, if memory serves me, it's it's fixed for the would the nineteenth be the nineteenth Saturday week in Golden. Okay. If memory serves me right, I'm open to I'm open to correction on that now, but I'm almost certain that that final is fixed for Golden on that on Saturday the nineteenth. Uh, yeah, that will be very good. Uh, I'm not sure the time, but I say it's probably around seven or half seven. Very good. Uh, John O'Shea, West Tipperary PRO, you might join us again in the coming weeks to go through uh, West Matters again. But thanks for joining us on the Premier View. You're welcome, Mike. Well, that's all we have time for this week, folks. Thanks to John O'Shea and Dennis Kelly for joining us and to Enda and Sean for the contributions. Best of luck to all the Tipperary teams in action this weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. Tipperary and a boo.